Hey guys, welcome to the show. For this episode of Improvement, we have another special guest. His name is Jake Craig, and he's a personal development author and a live streamer. Welcome to the show, Jacob. Hey, thank you, Kamani. It's awesome to be here. Love what you're doing with Improvement. So really glad to be on and looking forward to uh, our discussion today. So yeah, I appreciate you coming on and I'm really looking forward to what we're going to talk about today. And Absolutely. so for those that aren't familiar with your work, could you tell them a little bit about yourself and what you do? Sure, sure. As you said, I'm an author in the self, uh, self-development or self-improvement space. And what I try to do or what I do is really help others to achieve goals that they never thought were possible. So uh, whether their goals are in health and fitness or uh, you know, they want to get motivated and just gonna want to get started moving in the right direction and find uh, success for them, whatever success means to them, whether that's, you know, success in their relationships, success in their career, uh, or their health and fitness, really all areas of life. And uh, but this first book is all focused on health and fitness. I reached a point uh, where I was at a weight that I was uncomfortable for myself. So I decided uh, to take an approach and research several experts in the field of health and fitness. And so this book covers six different individuals from nutritionists to physical therapists to strength and conditioning coaches and talks about their approaches and all the tips and tricks from studying them for months at a time. So it really condenses everything into one book so you can really try and find a diet and exercise plan that works for you and also take tips and tricks along the way that help with sleep or eating habits or things like that. And it's not really like you should follow all six people, but give you some direction because they all, you know, you can't follow all six. They all kind of contradict each other. And it's if your lifestyle suits more of a, uh, you know, a plant-based diet or a keto style diet or Mm -hmm. a, you know, muscle building sort of diet is typically a blend. You know, you want to eat healthy, but at the same time, you're, you know, you want to make sure you're getting enough calories and carbohydrates. So you have the the fuel to keep going. So really gives you a great understanding of all those areas so that you can find a diet and exercise or yeah, diet and exercise plan that works for you. So here's, here's my book, my hardcover. It's also available on uh, ebook for Kindle. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that's the basics of really my main way I try to get out to people is through being an author and writing. I have other projects I'm working on that I'm writing as well, just based on, uh, tips that I have for people to gain confidence and to, uh, just improve themselves and find what success means to them as I was discussing before. Um, and you mentioned my live streaming as well. And I realize this is a lot, but like yeah, I said, no, the, it's all good. It's all good. Don't even worry okay. about it. But yeah, the author, my writing is the main uh, source. And then um, I also live live stream daily. I live stream my morning routine. Uh, basically what that is, I used to follow a book called The Daily Stoic by Ryan Holiday. Uh, basically what that is, is 365 days of quotes from uh, different Stoic philosophers. And then I'll have a passage to follow. So just gives you time to reflect in the morning. So I used to do that and then read my goals to myself. And I decided to, after a year and a half of following that and sort of following up, falling off the wagon uh, to do something different. So this really uh, shares my morning routine with people. And so I just pick a quote from anywhere, what, you know, speaks to me that morning. And a lot of times it falls in line with the day of the week, Monday, people want to get motivated. And by the end of the week, they just want to relax. So uh, we take a little easier and just have casual conversations 
and sometimes dive deep into goal setting and confidence and things like that. So uh, it's really just, you know, helping people get their day started and starting it off in a, in a positive way. So that's really about me and what I do and what, how I try to help people with their self-improvement journeys. Hey, I love it. You do a lot. And Thanks. to touch back on the book, one of the things he brought up about that, about having the six different viewpoints, mm-hmm. I think that's, um, even though, you know, I guess you could say it's unorthodox, I think that's a good thing because not everybody's lifestyle can, or to backtrack, I'll say, not everybody can have the same type of, um, you know, lifestyle diet, things like that, because everyone has different goals. And so by having the six different people that you have on there that talk about the same topic, but just from their perspective, it kind of makes it to where someone can find a system or you know, workout plan diet that works for them that mostly aligns with their goals and then go with that as opposed to trying to do like a one size fits all approach for everybody. So I think that's one of the good things that about your book. And so I think it's pretty interesting that you kind of took that approach to it. And then uh, you also mentioned the daily stoic. Yeah, that's actually uh, my alarm clock. So I have, a, I have a galaxy and one of the functions on there is that you can put podcasts as like your your morning alarm. And so that's actually the one that I listen to in the morning. So. Oh, no way. No way. Yeah. He's yeah. definitely uh, gotten out there. He's, he's huge. And uh, if you follow any sort of self-improvement, the daily stoic is a great reference and Ryan holiday is a, a great person to, to study from, learn from, and just has so many good, uh, you know, the reflections that he has and things he, he shares are just such a, uh, you know, great perspective to, to think on things. And what you were saying about my book, I think, yeah, I think it's really important to kind of find something that suits your lifestyle. It's so easy to find one person and grab onto them and think that everything they're saying is the truth. Uh, but the truth is that it's all black and white and what's going to suit your lifestyle isn't going to suit, you know, everybody's, you know, all these, all these experts that I have referenced in the book, they've all helped hundreds and thousands of people each. Um, so obviously their program has worked for some. So uh, there's definitely something to learn from from each of them, but you don't need to take everything they say as gospel and kind of, uh, you know, find, maybe you find one or two that really connect with you and your goals that you have currently. And maybe you just grab tips and tricks from from each of the others. You know, that's the most value that, uh, and, and people have really given me amazing positive feedback. If you go look it up on Amazon, it's gotten great reviews. And, uh, you know, the, the negative feedback I've gotten is really just, um, you know, that they contradict each other, but that's, you know, what we're saying, that's kind of the, the beauty of it, because, you know, there's not a one size fits all, like you're saying, it's kind of, uh, not only for each person, but what your goals are at that point in your life, you know, we should always be, uh, our image of success for ourselves is always changing, you know, depending on if relationships, if we need to improve more on our relationships, or if we need to improve where we're going in our career, and things like that. So we always, you know, need to, to gear towards, uh, you know, what suits our lifestyle at that time. So, yeah. Yeah. And just to make sure. And so I know that you showed it in the video so the audience could see it. If they watched the YouTube video before the people that are listening, could you say what the title of the book is just in case I missed you saying it earlier. So that way they can look that up if they like. Yeah. Yeah. I apologize. I think, I think you're right that people watching saw that, but it's inspiring leaders in health and fitness volume one. So there, okay. if you are watching the video, I show the the hardcover book um, and I say volume one because I originally wanted to write about 12 people and have it published in a year. So focus on one person every month 
and then just get the book published. But I really wanted to uh, take the time to get to know their full programs. And each of these people are still doing work. And some of them have written, you know, over a dozen books. And so to study them for one month, you really don't get to know the ins and outs and all the tips and tricks that you can take away from them. And, uh, you know, the amazing thing that I've really learned from them, the biggest takeaway is that these people, um, not only how inspiring they are, but just they're still working to improve as many lives as possible and still creating content. And that's uh, the reason behind what they're doing. It's not like they reach success, you know, and, and develop a seven, eight figure supplement company. And then they just stop because the money's coming in, you know, they're, they're still working hard to just influence as many people as possible. And that's the beautiful thing about uh, people that I've found in the podcast space and uh, you know, the people that I've, I've been studying. Hey, that's, that's great, Jake. And yeah. so I know that we, um, I guess you could say, we know the physical benefits that can come from the stuff that you talk about, of course, but due to the fact that you're like a, a self-improvement author, as well as live streamer, I'm sure that there are also different benefits that come from doing that physical work that can help you mentally, right? Whether yeah. it's uh, different habits that you build, mm-hmm. different type of traits that you can take on from having the discipline to do something like working out on a schedule or having a diet. And so, could you kind of hop into that aspect of it? Sure, sure. Yeah, no, it, it definitely goes way, way, way uh, beyond just the physical. If you're, if you have the dedication to get in there, to get in the gym and improve your health and fitness. And a lot of people when they're younger, like for me, when I was in high school, you know, I, I really just cared about hanging out with my, my friends and family. And I, my metabolism was at a place where I really didn't need to worry about it, but then it, it, it hit me and I started really focusing on my health and fitness. And that really got me started down this path. So as you can see, it's, it's developed into so much more and to now say that I'm a published author in this field and, you know, I'm really working to help people and uh, just the amazing people I've been able to meet and have contact with like yourself and be able to connect. It's really been an amazing journey. So there's so many other things that it helps with. And one book that can really help you get started, it's from somebody that I wrote about in my book. It's called The Little Black Book of Workout Motivation. And it's by Michael Matthews, who's a muscle building coach. But this this book goes so much uh, further past just, you know, workout motivation. It's really um, just motivation in general and helping you with goal setting and kind of pushing your boundaries and challenging yourself. And so when you think about working out, you really need to, there's so many other benefits to it because it helps you uh, with accountability, you know, making sure that you're staying consistent every day and getting in the gym. And it's, you know, a lot of times people nowadays, especially, you know, just kind of give excuses for themselves. And they just tell themselves, oh, it's okay that I missed this workout. Well, hold yourself accountable, you know, it's it's not okay. You know, for me, if I plan to work out and then I miss it, you know, I say, man, I, I can't miss tomorrow uh, because that it, it just, you know, it pushes on me and it's, it's a good, it's a healthy way to hold yourself accountable and to keep pushing. And, uh, you know, you don't realize until you start to try and build muscle and strength, how much work really goes into it. And so it plays a lot into just your work ethic in general. So work ethic, holding yourself accountable, and it also builds your confidence, you know, being able to look better, feel better. Um, Obviously you can present yourself in such a uh, better fashion than 
than if you didn't go down that path. And so, you know, you just feel more comfortable talking with people, getting to know more people and just confidence in yourself to, you know, just get better in life. And uh, yeah, so it, it just plays into, into everything. So. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. And so uh, I can even, <clears throat> excuse me, a little bit sick, but I can relate from experience seeing how those benefits that you get from being consistent with working out, going to the gym, kind of carry into other aspects of your life. You talked about that accountability uh, that you hold your, I guess that you hold yourself to making sure that you set a goal and that you do the work to achieve it. Of course, that carries over into anything else, whether it's your career or side projects that you do, you know, developing the work ethic to uh, do things whenever you don't feel like doing them. And then also that confidence that comes from you feeling your best and looking your best carries over into other aspects of your life too. So I can definitely see where you're coming from. Yeah, absolutely. And those are just, just huge, huge things that help you no matter where you're at in life. And, and lately confidence has been such a, a huge topic for me because I feel like that's the number one reason why people don't uh, reach goals that, you know, they know that they're capable of bigger and better things, but what's really stopping them from getting started on improving themselves or setting uh, those lofty goals for themselves so they can really start pursuing them. So confidence is just such a, a huge, huge topic. And this relates to everything else in life too. And, and what I've, a formula that I've created for people is, you know, you have to put in the, the reps if you want to gain confidence in any area of your life. And if, if you're, I know you're geared towards young men. So if you're a young man trying to, you know, uh, build the confidence to talk to girls or just public speaking in general, or really anything in life, you can kind of follow this formula. So uh, like I said, you have to put in the reps. There's the R-E-P, the first, the R. Yeah, so could you explain that, break that down for us, please? What does the, uh, the acronym stand for? Yep, yep. R is reflect. So that's number one thing. I really feel like people don't take, most people don't take the time to really reflect on where they're at. And, and why do you think that is? I, you know, maybe they're just comfortable with where they're at, or they're so distracted by other things in their life that it's just fine for them to just relax. And, you know, they just don't take that time and um, to think about what success means to them and really think about that and start to pursue goals because, uh, you know, and um, I, yeah, it's, it's, I just don't think people take the time to think about it. But if you're listening to this podcast, you listen to other self-improvement podcasts, then you're already, you know, started on that path. You've started to reflect and think about areas that you can improve. So that's great. But it's, it's really important for you to sit down. And there's so many other ways you can do this as well. You can journal to yourself every day. It's a great way to really get your thoughts out on paper and help you build a perspective and, you know, why you feel a certain way on different topics. And so you build, you know, confidence in talking about those things if those topics come up in person as well and kind of help develop your opinions on things. So it could be, like I said, journaling, it could be talking to somebody, whether that be a family member or a friend or a therapist. And there's nothing wrong if you need help to go see a therapist or, you know, it's good to just have somebody an extra person on your team to, to talk to and help you build that confidence and help you form that perspective. So, yeah, so that, to, to add right there, I guess, before you move to the next one, yep. I think um, one thing that could also kind of contribute to people not being prone to reflecting 
is the fact that just, you know, the majority of people don't really live intentionally. One thing I'll say from my experience, and you can probably relate, is when you have set defined goals or things that you're shooting for, if you have a set path that you're trying to go down, it's a lot easier to reflect because you actually have something to kind of compare your progress to, if that makes sense. If you, let's say I'm trying to drive from point A to point B, obviously, if I'm not getting anywhere closer to point A, if I'm going towards point C, uh, you have to reflect and you, and you have no choice, but to kind of self-examine and see what the issue is to be able to get to what that goal is. But when you're kind of living in autopilot mode, I guess you can say, or just, uh, you know, just like a, just a boat in the middle of the water with no direction, it's really hard to kind of reflect because you have no, I wouldn't say no incentive, but nothing to push it, nothing yeah. to, uh, I guess, to spark it, if that makes sense. Absolutely. So, yeah, I would say, you know, the biggest thing I can say is just to start somewhere, you know, uh, do that initial reflection. If you realize that health and fitness is the biggest thing you need to improve on, if an ideal body is something that's important for you to, you know, feel successful, then, you know, and, and to me, success is just feeling fulfilled in all areas of life. So if having an ideal body is part of that, then just start, you know, start working on that, find something that works for you. And then, and then you can start measuring your progress and that's where the reflection comes in, but you have to start somewhere and it doesn't have to be health and fitness. It could be your relationships. It could be, um, your career, you know, really anywhere, but, and, and you may be like blindly, um, you know, in, when I was in school, I obviously, you know, I took it seriously. I was, um, making sure, uh, that I was working towards a career path that I would feel, uh, I had purpose in and that I enjoyed and, you know, I wanted to get the best grades. So I had the best opportunities in those fields, but I didn't really have an eye on, uh, or, you know, the mindset that it was really a self-improvement thing that I was always improving. I was just working, doing my best, but, um, this whole mindset really definitely does, you know, it helps with that and being able to measure progress and being able to, to reflect for sure. So, yeah, that's, that's great, man. I, I agree. You know, I can, I kind of had a similar situation going into school and you know, had to really buckle down and see what my goals were, what I needed to do to reach them. And, how my academics need to align with that. And so I can definitely see where you're coming from. And that kind of covers, I guess, the first part in the acronym for rep. So that's the R. What's the yep. E? Yep. E is educate. So just educate yourself, you know, read books, listen to podcasts, really podcasts are such an amazing thing now, because it's not like, you know, how many books have you read where you don't know the author behind the book? Podcasts really allow you to get to know the person and see that transparency that they're really just trying to help you. And you can really connect with the personality and the person. Um, and they have just great, you can really get to know their background, where they came from. And so, you really take those tips and tricks and see the value in them. So no matter what area that you're trying to get better at, you know, you can look up a podcast in that category. Uh, so, but you can really, you know, whatever works for you, if reading is better for you, then, you know, get to read books. But like I said, and that's something that, you know, 
it's really helped develop for me is I now get to know the authors behind the books and, you know, get to appreciate that in their backgrounds, where they came from. And it gives you a whole different perspective. And it's something you can, you can see in movies. If you know uh, someone who did writing for a movie, if it's, even if it's a comedy movie and you know, oh, this was, you know, this has this person in it, or it was written by this person, you kind of get that feel, you get uh, the vibes that that person usually has. And you're like, oh, they probably wrote that line. And I love her, you know, their humor. Um, and so you relate to it more. And it's the same thing with, with books. If you get to know the person um, and see that their incentive is really just to help you, it's just such another, such a great way uh, to, uh, so that, that's really the E part is just educating yourself so you can build confidence. And that really plays into the, I'm sure you've heard the knowledge is power. Um, and a better way to think about that too is really knowledge is potential. You know, you can't really do anything if you just have the knowledge, but you have the potential to access that other level because you have that knowledge. Okay, so for the education part, building the knowledge base is what gives you the potential for competency, which would come from the next one, right? Which is the right. practice, I think. Practice yep. is the P one, right? Right, right. And you can you can reflect and you can educate yourself as much as you want, but practice is really where you're going to build that confidence in yourself. So, you know, you've built that knowledge base, you've reflected on yourself and found where you need to use improvement. And now you're putting that into practice. You're, if you want to be a better speaker, the best thing you can do is to go speak. You know, you're not going to get better if you just simply uh, read a book on it and how to be a better speaker. You really need to perform and that's where you're just going to get better and better. So again, if you're trying to get better at talking to girls as a young man, you need to just get out there and, you know, just form conversations. Even if it's not a girl you're physically attracted in, just, you know, talk to them and get to know them and have conversations. And, you know, that's really, you know, how uh, relationships develop. And obviously um, you just get better and more comfortable with talking to people in general. Um, And so, yeah, it's, it's important. And so really putting, putting that practice in no matter what you want to gain confidence in. And this really helps no matter, even if you feel like a confident person in general, this, this really helps you with no matter what venture you want to go into, you really need to put those reps in to, to get to that level so that you can, um, you know, reach that goal that you want to achieve. Yeah. To touch on this. I think one thing that a lot of guys probably fall into is like that, that rabbit hole of personal development or self-improvement where you're taking in all the content, you're reading all the books, listening to all the podcasts. But at the end of the day, a lot of guys may not actually be going out and applying the stuff. And so then just to use the example that you brought up, like, let's say somebody wanted to build that confidence that we're talking about through rep to go talk to women, to go meet a future partner. A lot of guys, you know, might watch a lot of um, dating content on YouTube. There's plenty of that, you know, and like, mm-hmm. I guess you could say the manosphere that like gives uh, advice for those sort of things. But one thing that you'll notice is that probably the majority don't actually go out in the plot of stuff. And, you know, I guess the perception of it could be that it might be kind of weird to practice some things because, of course, if someone's trying to like, you know, build confidence playing the piano, nothing's weird about practicing playing the piano if you want to, you know, be a good accountant then you would practice accounting. But I guess you could say that it's kind of looked at in a completely different way, at least for a lot of people. Like, let's say for that same example, if you wanted to work on approaching women or something like that, to actually go out and practice that. Of course, you know, some guys do it, but, you know, the vast majority 
they probably can't even walk up and approach one, you know, just because of, you know, the lack of confidence or like that, I guess yeah. that fear in the back of their mind of what would happen if they got rejected. And so, yeah, talk about that a little bit. Like, what are some tips that you would give them to do something like that? They might be outside their norm, I guess you can say, uh, to get into, I guess, enough of a comfort zone, or I guess to phrase it better, to jump out of their comfort zone, to do something like that by that same, I guess, example, if they wanted to go talk to women, if you wanted to practice that to get better. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this is kind of it. There's no simple answer to this. It really just jumps back to you. You just need to get started somewhere. You need to realize, you know, be honest with yourself and say, you know, I'm, I'm not good at this. So I'm going to make a conscious effort to get better. And so I, I need to practice this and I need to reach out and, and, and it shouldn't be tough. Like I said, it doesn't have to be somebody that you want to, uh, you know, for them to, be your girlfriend, potentially just somebody to talk to, to form conversations with. And the more uh, you do that, the more confident you're going to be. And so really just, just get started. And if in the most important thing, you need to reflect with yourself, be honest, and then you can start looking towards, you know, books, podcasts, YouTube videos, things that help you. um, And then put it into practice. You know, you really just mm-hmm. need to, you need to start somewhere or otherwise you're going to get stuck in that rabbit hole. And, uh, you know, and, and it's important that you need to, to act on, if you're missing that, that practice part, then you're really not going to develop those skills that you want to develop. Yeah. And I think honestly, it comes from, uh, having a strong enough why, because, you know, with anything that you decide to, you know, get to the point of practicing, to do that deliberate action, to be consistent, have the work ethic and hold yourself accountable to that. Like what we were talking about, you have to have a strong reason to do it. And so I guess it just comes from doing that first part, which is the reflection and seeing why this is something that you would want to put in work towards in the first place. And one thing I think we could also touch on is how confidence in one area can carry over into different aspects of your life. Like you can think about it like this. Let's say a guy is really good at basketball. He's like, you know, all American, something like that. He's going D1 and he has to go play for, you know, a major university like you know, Texas Tech or Baylor or somebody like that, somebody really good at basketball. I'm sure that confidence that he has as a D1 basketball player can probably carry over into other aspects of his life. And so even though he may not, even though that, I guess that proficiency may not be, how do I put it? I guess, shown in different areas, he still might walk into that with that same confidence because he has like that strong sense of self from his proficiency that he's shown in something else. Would you, would you agree with that? That it yeah, kind of worked that way too? Absolutely. I mean, even if you're an introvert, you hang out, you know, you really mainly, uh, you know, you're with yourself, you know, you still have skills that you can develop and gain confidence. And if, if it's an instrument, if it's, you know, uh, anything really you can gain confidence in yourself and that really helps with all areas of your life if you're truly passionate about something and show purpose in something then you're really gonna give out that confidence and people like that transparency and you know just being who you are and a lot of people uh, you know I hear a lot of people say that they struggle with you know finding finding purpose or finding um, finding themselves. And, you know, there's really no trick to that other than you need to find, you know, what makes you happy, what, what your lifestyle is and what goals you want to pursue. And it's not to, you shouldn't be following somebody else's path or comparing yourself to other people, but just focus on yourself and where, 
where you can build confidence and what can make you better. Um, I'm an introvert, for example, I, I really hung out to myself and just by doing podcasts and talking to people and, you know, I just get better and better and it's good to uh, form these relationships. And I see, you know, it, there's so much value in it. And so it's, it's great to, uh, you know, form those relationships and it builds confidence just in speaking in general. And it's just a, a great thing. So really, like you're saying, it really does protrude in, in other ways as well. So confidence is just such a, a great, a great topic to try and help because a lot of people, like I said, I think that's the number one reason people really won't uh, go after a goal. There are other reasons like we, we talked about how, um, you know, there's that fear of the unknown. They don't know uh, if they put, if they invest money and time into something, if it's really going to be worth it. But in the end, you know, if it's a goal that means something to you, then you're going to build that confidence. And like you're saying, it helps in other areas. And if you fail, you know, you learn the value in that and you at least gain skills along the way that help you, that help you develop. Um, right. And yeah. And another thing we can talk about too is, is with, uh, is with work ethic, you know, a lot of people in, in schools kind of have that mindset that, you know, school is, is worthless. I'm never going to use this math. I'm never going to use these tools and tests aren't really the best thing for me. I, I think so many people have that mindset and they're really, you know, thinking too deep and want to give excuses on why to do bad in school. I think it really, you need to set the mindset of it's really just helping you build that work ethic, no matter what area of life you want to go into. These are people who really just want to help you and help you get further and help you. Uh, and obviously you, you get better grades so that you have those more, more opportunities, more or, doors open to you. I guess to add to this or before we hop into the school thing, sure. Something else that I wanted to touch on. And we kind of answered like a previous question, since we're kind of moving into a different topic, I just want to make sure that we add this to the, to the previous discussion. So that way, before I forget anyway, but we had talked about demonstrating proficiency in other areas and I can kind of carry over. And I think that kind of answers the other question that we brought up about if you're having trouble implementing that whole rep process in one area where you might be struggling, I guess using piggybacking off that confidence from one area or developing proficiency in, in one area where you're already somewhat more comfortable can be a way to start to eventually get that confidence to do it in the next area. So I just wanted to add that. And then you talked about school too, and also using, you know, different things where you may not enjoy to develop yourself in other ways. Yeah. Yeah. Please keep talking about that because I agree. I think that there's some value that we can find in any type of uh, experiences that we're going through, uh, whether it's, you know, you don't think school is going to apply to whatever it is that you do or not. There's some value in anything that takes deliberate effort like school because of the work ethic that helps you build in the discipline. But yeah, please continue on that. Yeah, yeah. And it, that's really the the important thing there. Um, and, you know, it may not seem important to you now, but down the line, obviously, uh, opportunities are important no matter, no matter what they are. Um, and a lot of people, you know, look towards successful people. And again, this goes back to really finding what success means to you. Um, and I think, you know, this kind of goes back to that first thing you were talking about, you know, it, and finding all the areas of your life, your uh, relationships, your health and fitness, your education, your career, your lifestyle, you know, those are really the five categories that you have in your life and finding, 
you know, your own balance. It's not like you need to be at the top of your game and all of those things, but find what's most important to you and what's most important to improve on and use that as your starting point. Just start working in a direction and you'll, you know, get those positive benefits from it. So, um, but yeah, there's, there's, and to go back to, uh, to school and, you know, this is definitely a, a, a different topic. So we're jumping back and forth here, but um, no, it, it definitely is important. And the biggest thing is really just finding that, that work ethic in yourself. Um, and like you're saying, discipline, it just teaches you so many different lessons and um, no matter what class it is, you know, if you really just take the time and put in the work um, and understand the value in, you know, you're not always going to be comfortable. It can be tough to tough to learn things and different people learn at different levels. And some people take a lot, a lot more time to, to really understand a lesson. And that's, that's okay. That's how it is for everybody. Certain people are great in a certain, you know, subject. And some people are, are horrible in that subject. And it's really just, uh, making sure you're working on yourself and developing those skills. And that's where the discipline and the work ethic really get, really get developed. Um, and there's so much more to it, you know, really getting to know each teacher and what they're looking for. Um, if you're going into, and this also relates really to anything is visualization. You know, you're going into a test, the best way that you can study for a test. And there's really no way to do this um, unless you, can hang out at your middle school or high school after hours, but sitting in that classroom and studying in that classroom really helps to get ready for the test. You can visualize yourself taking the test and you start to, you can also visualize by thinking about, okay, what, how has this teacher tested me before and what tips and tricks can they throw at me? Have they combined problems and I didn't see that coming before? How can I combine multiple problems and really, so you visualize the path. And like I said, this really relates to so many different things. Uh, so right now I'm studying David Goggins, who's a motivational speaker. Oh, really? He was, yeah. Yeah, I actually just finished his uh, his book uh, yesterday on Audible. Really? And so really? I've been listening to it for uh, the past few weeks in the car. And yep. it was it was pretty interesting to me. And so it was definitely inspiring, you know, motivating me to want to take on some of the new challenges that I've been thinking about for the longest, but never did to kind of face my shadow, like how he talks about, but yeah, continue on that. Like, yeah. what did you get from it? Oh, oh, there's, there's so many tips and tricks in there, but the main things are really holding yourself accountable. As we were talking about, you know, a lot of the, the things that come up in my mind about holding yourself accountable really derive from what I've learned from him. People who don't know David Goggins, he's a wonderful motivational speaker now, but he was a Navy SEAL and he really had a troubled childhood growing up. He was abused growing up. So you read his book, you get to hear all about that as well as, you know, how he took his tough circumstances and ended up um, just achieving amazing, amazing things for himself and putting that past behind him. So he became a Navy SEAL and he talks about how some people, you know, their dad, their grandfathers were Navy SEALs. So they reached that. And that's kind of their pinnacle. That's their peak. And that just wasn't it for him. So he decided to then take on, and this is actually while he was a Navy SEAL, he started doing ultra marathon races, which are hundred plus mile continuous races. This isn't like split between days. This is like hundred mile races at a time plus. Um, and he's done, you know, 
60 plus ultra marathon races now. Um, and so he's just such an inspiring person and always pushing towards that next level. He also has a Guinness or broke the Guinness world records for uh, amount of push-ups or sorry, amount of pull-ups um, in a 24 hour period. So it's something just absolutely outrageous. So he was able yeah. to, to break that. So just the amount of things he was able to accomplish and Amazing how he story. relates yeah, how he relates to what we're talking about today is uh, he really talks about visualization as well. So I wanted to relate about how he talks about when he would get ready for one of those ultra marathon races. The best way he can prepare is, you know, driving through where the race is going to be beforehand and seeing what the hills are like, what he can use as landmarks, where to set up his water stations and you know his cool down areas and things like that and so he can prepare himself best just like we can prepare ourselves best for a test in the classroom and visualizing yourself and what's going to be on the test and um you know it's the same thing for just being successful in general being able to visualize where you want to be and how you see yourself and then working towards that so yeah tying into the theme of the episode i think that was a perfect example to bring up because when it comes to taking accountability, that's essentially what almost the whole book is about, just mm -hmm. taking responsibility for your life and not looking at yourself as a as a victim in any aspect, because if anything, he was the ultimate victim, I guess you can say, had disadvantages in every single way possible from education to financial background, all of that, yet work ethic, the same thing that we were talking about alone, uh, was the one thing that he used to be able to create a much better life for himself. And so I think that was the perfect example to bring up in this because just if anyone looks at his story, reads the book, I recommend listening to it on Audible because it's kind of like a mix between a podcast and the book reading because they have little segments where he kind of talks to the guy that's narrating the book. Mm -hmm. But I think for anyone that's having trouble with holding himself accountable for their life or developing strong work ethic, or having a positive mindset through adversity. I think that's probably the first book that you should check out and read. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's actually why I'm studying him so much right now is my next book is going to be inspiring leaders in motivation and success is kind of the working title. So I'll be focusing on individuals in motivation and success space and sharing with people the tips and tricks that they have on, you know, gaining that confidence and holding yourself accountable and things like that with, uh, with David Goggins is kind of my, uh, you know, that's my plan for my next book. So I can kind of um, you know, develop volume one for this next book. And then I'll move back to volume two for health and fitness, kind of keeping things fresh for myself, but also covering all areas of, of self-improvement in general and, you know, relationships and other things kind of come in on the side as well. And, you know, a lot of times the best thing I advice I can give is re refer people depending on what their goals are. Um, and a lot of times, you know, I, recommend people get a physical trainer or follow somebody who matches the goals that they line up with. And, um, you know, that's really, um, just getting to know all the great resources out there. There's so many amazing people out there to give just value to people. Um, and to cycle back to what we were talking about with accountability and you're not really thinking about this when you're younger, you know, you're, when you're younger in high school, you're um, really just looking towards parent, you know, people who can uh, be mentors to you. And obviously there's great, great value in having somebody to look up to and, uh, you know, finding 
podcasts to listen to. You can find people that you look up to that you don't even personally know. And that's a great aspect to it as well. But in the end, in the end and learning through what David Goggins has to share, nobody's going to really, you know, pull you up and get you to work consistently and to, um, build your confidence as you will. You need to hold yourself accountable and you need to start working on these things. So you can listen to this podcast and the best thing I can do is be that catalyst for you to uh, start, you know, and and same thing with any any resource that you read. Um, And then you just get started moving down that path and improving yourself. And and that's what what it's all about. It all comes down to you in the end. Yeah, I agree. You can listen to as many podcasts as you want. Uh, like we talked about, but if you don't apply anything, it won't do much for you other than just, I guess you can share it with other people. That's the, that's the main thing. But uh, we had talked about success physically. We had talked about uh, doing the stuff to develop yourself mentally for success, but let's talk about something else. I know a lot of guys in this age range are kind of struggling with, and that's career success. And so I had a previous guest that had kind of talked about the back end of it. Like when you're already in the job, but I think something that we missed is the front end, which is for one, preparing for the job, two, applying, and then three, actually getting a job and what to do from there, you know, especially for the guys that are college age right now. And I know myself personally, I definitely could have used some help when it came to career planning, you know, especially like my freshman, sophomore year. Luckily, I got a hang on it going into my junior year and kind of had a plan and knew what to do. But I think that we could offer a lot of value in this episode. Uh, by talking to these guys about how they can be intentional and how they can plan for their future when it comes to their career. So that way, whenever it gets to the end, whenever they're graduating, they're not kind of left out to dry. I know this is a, you know, special circumstance with COVID happening and everything within the past Mm. year, but uh, it's not as if it's new, even though it's more prevalent now, of course, with just jobs not being available, it's nothing new for people to graduate and to spend all four of their years not being intentional about finding a career to see themselves with a degree and without a job. So yeah, please talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And what you're saying right there, it's huge for people to know, you know, a degree doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be able to go somewhere with it. So many people just push through college and, you know, get C's consistently to just get that degree and then don't realize the amount of work they need to put in to really get the job. And that the fact that you need to apply to, you know, I applied to a hundred plus places to find. Jesus yeah, Christ. And that, that was to find, that was to find my first internship. And then once for you just get, for an internship. Yeah. One hundred plus places. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not lying. I'm not wow. lying. Yeah. And that's unbelievable. And opportunities are all, all out there. So I'll, I'll tell you about that opportunity a little bit was I work in the construction industry. So I was able to, uh, I live in New York and that was the furthest West that I have ever been before that. I am an East coast man. And, uh, what they did is they told me that they would pay for my housing. They would give me a truck. They would give me a phone. They'd pay for my trip out there. And I'd spend six months out in North Dakota doing construction, uh, construction management type stuff and materials testing, but I won't go too far into that, but just, 
Um, you know, you put yourself out there, opportunities will come for you, but the amount of work that you need to put in to get those opportunities, um, you know, it, it takes time. It, it's not easy. Um, and, you know, it can be even tougher if you don't get internships. If you're looking for a full-time job, you know, it's easier for them to find, like you're saying, it just for an internship. Yeah, that's how much dedication you need. And, and if I didn't have those internships before going out and finding a real job, you know, I wouldn't have that experience to cover. I would just have a degree and, and that doesn't, you know, measure minutely to what experience can do. So, and one way, um, a best way to get your foot in the door, if you're not able to get um, internships, say, say you want to go into sports management or you want to be a teacher. Well, obviously you need to, you know, want to influence people. So if you start a podcast, like yourself, what you're doing, and, you know, you get to talk to people, interview people that really is a great thing to add to the resume and something that, you know, potential um, people hiring you could, could look at and see the dedication, the, the, um, that you have the purpose, the passion behind doing what you're doing, and you're going to take that into your career path. Um, so biggest thing when I, that I have to say, if you're going into an interview is, you know, show that you really do want to work there, that you're passionate about, you know, about that work and that you're going to put your best, foot forward. And um, no matter what job it is, there's a learning, you know, you need to spend some time learning about what it is you're going to be doing. And even if you've worked in the same field, you need to, uh, every company is different. So just, or I'd like to step in right here, actually, because it brings up another question. So kind of the frame of mind that we're talking about right now is, uh, I guess we're under the pretense that the person knows what they want to do. And it's just a matter of getting the experience. But I think one thing that'd be really important to talk about is those guys that go through school and, you know, they have the idea of, okay, I need to get a degree to do something, but they don't exactly know it, that something is that they're going to do. And they never figure that out for those four years. As a result, you know, they don't really get the internship experience or they might not get it as something that they're actually going to be doing after school. And it kind of leaves them at a point to where they really have no idea of like what direction to go in. And so I guess to backtrack a little bit, I would ask, what are some tips of advice that you give for that person to, put uh, to, I guess, find a direction to put their efforts in to get that internship. How would you help them to uh, figure out what direction they want to move into? What are some tips I I guess you could say that you would give? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and uh, thank you for bringing this back because this is really, you know, the big part of it and what I want to uh, huge part. Yeah. 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 And, and so when I got into college, I honestly, I went in for computer science and it took me a year being in that program to realize it's, it's not for me. I need to, so I, you know, had to find a different program. I didn't want to just sit at a desk and work at a desk. I wanted the flexibility to work outside, to work with people. And then if I wanted to work at a desk and do design work as an engineer, I can do that as well. So being, uh, being in civil engineering is the program I'm in. It, it gives you that flexibility. You can graduate and become a construction manager working in the field. You could be a designer with a desk job um, and you can work with general contractors, which is always working with people and it's more high stress, but you know you can make more money that way because it's more high demand. So having that flexibility, finding a career path that you know suits your personality, you can find something that you're passionate about. It's not easy and it's gonna hit somebody uh, at, at a different point. And I know a lot of things right now and we can connect this to, to um, you know, 
content creation is is huge right now and if you're younger and you watch you know twitch gamers and things like that or you're a musician or an artist you know uh, the best thing that i can say and this is the same thing with careers is make sure you're willing to put in 10 to 15 years if you want to take something seriously and want to pursue something as uh you know something you're passionate about and have purpose and make sure that you're truly committed to it like i wouldn't start this author thing and and be down this path of self-improvement if i didn't see it as a very very long-term thing that you know i, I want to make that impact and i want to help people on their journeys and I'm never going to get sick of researching people in this space. So it's going to be something I can commit to long-term. Well, it's the same. If you want to be a musician, you want to be an artist, make sure it's something you can commit to for 10, 15 years down the line and, and take it seriously, you know, find, find what suits your lifestyle. Um, and for me with construction, it was kind of, okay. I've always admired, you know, driving past construction jobs. There's a lot of cool jobs out there that would be, you know, really amazing to say that I was a part of and having the flexibility of working with people and working outside. And, you know, I can really kind of find what works best for me by, you know, I, I've had a job in general contracting and construction management and uh, civil engineering doing design work. So being able to have that perspective and then really figure out what's best for me, um, you know, it's really been a great field for me to, to do that. And so finding an opportunity like that, a field that suits your lifestyle is absolutely the most important thing. And so there are right. tests you can take, but I think it really just hits people at a different, at a different point in their life. And they really need to, um, you know, until you get that experience, you don't know what it's going to be like and how it can suit your lifestyle. And uh, the biggest things when you get into a job is, you know, having that commitment, knowing that you're really committed to what you're doing and having that passion, that purpose behind it, you know, it, it all ties in and um, really is what's going to give you success um, in your career. Okay, so it sounds like, I guess the answer that you give to the question of figuring out what you want to do is just being intentional about giving yourself the experiences, you know, or the knowledge of different opportunities to be able to find it, if that makes sense. So what you're saying is like, whenever you were in school, you realized from being in computer science, you didn't want to do computer science, so you had to kind of do your own exploring, whether it was talking to other people trying new things, even maybe with taking like some online quizzes or something like that for like personality traits and such to figure out what it is that aligned with what you wanted to do and what you wanted to check out. And it just so happened that you did that in school so you could still find a way to move towards a degree that would help you go down that path. And so yeah. I guess the, the advice that we give to guys is whenever you're in your freshman, sophomore year, you have to make sure you're intentional about giving yourself enough exposure to different things to get to the points where you can figure out what you can get a degree in and I guess manage to be able to tolerate for a job or be able to apply for it down the road as opposed to going into something and then figuring out after four years of school, you know, I don't want to do this. And now since I don't want to do it, oh, it turns out I can't really do anything else with this degree other than that, but I know I don't want to. And that seems to be yeah. the case for a lot. Yeah. And, and, and uh, no, I know my, my answer was long. There's so much in that. Um, but my, my main points of advice would be find something that suits your lifestyle and something you can be committed to for 10, 15 years down the line. So, you know, you know, it's something that is truly will, uh, 
you know, challenge you and you can work with, with purpose and, you know, that you're, you truly are committed. And, um, yeah, those are really my main, my main takeaways from, uh, you know, finding a career path that's best for you. Okay. And I guess my, I guess my last question would be, what are some tips that you give people when it comes to applying for jobs? Because I guess it, got to the point to where you got pretty used to doing that pretty efficient with that. When it came to applying to like a hundred different places, you must've had a, a system down and had it figured out. And so what are some pieces of advice you give to guys that are in school or out of school that might be applying for internships or jobs? What are some things you would tell them to pay attention to, to give themselves the best chance being a, a young guy and preparing to be entry level for a position competing for it? Sure. Sure. Yeah. The best thing you can do, Obviously, um, you know, you want the best developed resume that you can get. So if there's somebody, you know, at any college, there's going to be, um, you know, people who are going to help you with your resume. There's always classes that are, you know, career based that, you know, the teacher makes sure that if you need help, you connect with them on your resume. So make sure you have your resume down, Pat. Um, and then for me during the, uh, you know, the process of applying, make sure that you're flexible. So I would look at all the websites, USA jobs, um, indeed.com. And then my school had their own system that we could apply um, that was connected through the school. So take advantage of all these opportunities. And um, I also would uh, find people, <laughs> I'd find companies that I really liked and reach out to them on LinkedIn and, and message them personally and say, man, I'm really interested in, in this company. Do you have any opens for internships, things like that? Be willing to be flexible, push, put yourself out there, uh, know the value in yourself and, and that you're willing to put the work in. Um, and, and for me, when I was finding that first internship, I didn't care if it was with a general contractor, a design engineer or construction manager. I simply wanted to get the experience and I knew um, you know, no matter what, it would be valuable experience related to my field. And so, you know, be flexible and just put yourself out there in as many ways as you can. Um, and, you know, show that show that you're committed. If, if they reach out to you, um, just, you know, be, be ready for it, be ready for that interview and be ready to have that conversation and show that you're, you're committed to it and something that you're interested in. You know, I had to be prepared for if a construction manager, general contractor, engineer reached back out to me that I could express, you know, my interest in uh, that side of things. And um, okay. So, so yeah, really put yourself out there um, and, that's really, uh, like I said, applying to hundred plus places, you have to be flexible and think outside the box. Um, Definitely. <laughs> yeah. 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 And um, what are some things do you think that businesses would be looking for on that resume uh, to give people some tips that may not know exactly what they should get involved in or what to do when they're preparing it? What are some of those things that will stand out and help them to be more competitive for these roles? Because obviously stuff is competitive if you're having to apply you know, to a hundred different companies for job for jobs and such. Yeah. Yeah. The best thing is uh, whatever's going to display your work ethic, 
the best, you know, in going into my first internship, I didn't have any, you know, construction experience. You know, I could say, I could list out some of the classes that I took that really, um, you know, that I found most value in that would then bring value to the company that I'm working with and show, you know, that I have that knowledge base. Uh, but then also it's important to, you know, give your hobbies and anything you're doing uh, that's related to it. Like I said, if you have a, a podcast that you're doing or a club that you're involved in outside that's related to the field you're going into, or even just, you know, if you're an Eagle Scout, you know, that just displays your, your work ethic. So you absolutely want to put those things on a resume. So Any, work anything, ethic, leadership yeah, type stuff. Anything that can help show um, that you have that and that you're, you know, just committed. Uh, that's really, you know, what I would say. And, um, and like I said, there, there's always going to be people, you know, in your high school, your guidance counselor, things like that, that will help you with your resume. Don't be shy about it. it it's super important. Um, so find people who will, who will help you with that resume. Um, and I've had people reach out to me. So if, if, you know, if there's anything that I can help with, you can always, uh, I'll give you my resources, how you can find me. And, uh, if you want to reach out to me directly, I'm hundred percent fine with that. All right. Well, that pretty much wraps it up. And so I guess before we close everything out, is there anything else that you like to tell the audience? Sure. Sure. Um, I think, I think really the key that I want to cycle back to, and just to make it simple for how somebody can, can really, um, start achieving goals for themselves is just start somewhere, um, and hold yourself accountable. You know, and nobody's going to push you through it, but yourself. So pick yourself up, figure out what area of your life you want to improve most and just start headed down that path. And you'd be surprised at, uh, the opportunities that come from that and the skills you develop and it just opens doors to more opportunities for you. So just get started. It's really, uh, what I want people to, to take away. So, all right. All right. Um, yeah, that works. And, yeah. uh, is, where would you like for them to find you? Do you have like Instagram, Twitter, website, yep. like, yep. could you share the information with them too? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, I'll share a link with you as well. That's kind of, I don't know if you know what a link tree is, but essentially it's one link that then branches. It'll share my Facebook, the link to uh, my book on Amazon, and it'll share my websites. I have a book series website, inspiringleaderscollective.com. And then I have my personal blog. So this is a, just a tree of, you know, all the links that I have on my socials and where people can, can reach me, but a great starting point. I, I share most of my stuff right on Facebook. So if you go on Facebook and search at inspiring leaders collective, you can find me there and follow me. Uh, you can go to inspiringleaderscollective.com and that's my main website. Um, and you know, as we talked about, if having an ideal body is something that's important to you and you're interested in reading my book, that's a great way to start to get to know me, the work that I do. Uh, so really between Facebook and my book, you could just search inspiring leaders in health and fitness on, uh, Amazon and you'll find this book and you can get it on ebook or you can get the hardcover whichever you prefer. And uh, so, yeah, those are really the best ways that you can find me. I share my personal email 
on my website as well. It's just jake at inspiringleaderscollective.com. So if people want to reach me personally and contact me, um, you know, there's so many ways that they can, that they can approach if they want to uh, join my live streams on Facebook or uh, read my book or contact me directly. If they have questions, those are all great ways that you can, that you can yeah. connect. Okay, great. And I'll make sure to put the link tree in the description so they can find all of your information. Okay. Well, um, yeah, that pretty much wraps it up. Well, thanks for coming on to the show. I think we offered a lot of value today and a good base for a lot of people to move off of when it comes to, you know, one, starting their uh, building of confidence and personal development with the physical because it can carry over into the mental. You know, two, we talked about the process that we should go through with being intentional for building confidence to rep program that you talked about. And then we also gave some, some decent advice for career too, for those guys that are around that young age, that college age, they might need some direction to figure out what exactly it is that they're going to do whenever they finish their, their four-year degree. And so, hey, thanks for coming on to the show. I appreciate it, man. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Yeah, we definitely uh, covered a lot here. So I hope, you know, anybody that listens to this, as long as they have one or two takeaways and got some value from it, that's what that's what it's all about. So thank you for having me, Kamani. I really, uh, it was awesome to get to know you, get to talk with you and keep doing amazing things with improvement. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, likewise, man. I appreciate it. Take care. Thank you. You too.